2: Well, that Johnny Gargano tells all, investigate, sit down interview thing was sure a segment, and everyone is in agreement that it didn't make sense. Write comments. You were all in agreement. Pete,
3: did Johnny Gargano sit down? He did. Did Johnny Gargano tell all?
2: He, well.
3: Did WWE investigate it? It's true. Then they did. I argue where's your problem <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the show
2: <laughs> welcome to the rust podcast review of raw uh, luke is off today uh so i'm filling in and everyone is very happy about that <laughs> choice
3: <laughs> i'm happy about that choice i like to see you
2: oh yeah uh, also it's november so you know don't expect this for long because apparently we're doing a photo shoot sometime in November So I'm gonna have to grow my beard back real quick I will say when you did say that you'd shaved
3: in a moustache, I was like you are aware mm. that the rest of the beard is still there, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I just need to
2: like grow back more Right, know, gotcha, you know. gotcha. It's, it's just less It's now in the attached. awkward
3: phase where you've had an
2: odd haircut and, exactly, they, and they've yeah. missed a bit Yeah, I just need a large bit Exactly, yeah. yeah So I just need to like not it's fine. Anyway, uh, send in your ultra chats to rustletalk.com forward slash support. Uh, going to go through all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. And we're going to start with this thing that everyone objectively agrees with me, mm. that it doesn't make sense. Um, which was this WWE investigates uh, Johnny Gargano's sit down interview tell all thing, where he basically gave a reason for the Dexter Lumis Miz mm. storyline, which has been going on for... I want to say about three months
3: yeah it's uh it's well what's interesting is the first episode of the raw review i did was luke saying this is jump the shark mm. what's going on this yeah. doesn't make any sense kind of thing so that's the whole time i've been on the show which at this point is pushing two months mm. is is uh has been this we were already arguing at that point it was it needed a, mm-hmm. a, an incentive it needed to keep going yes i've always enjoyed the storyline but there, there did come a point a couple of weeks ago where i was like right i really need some, some forward movement on this um so yeah, it's
2: better part of three months that it's been it's been crackling along. Mm. Uh so at this point, Jonah Gargano sat down with Byron Saxon and I thought the presentation of what oh. they were doing was very
3: good. Very, very funny. Sixty minutes yeah. inspired, right down to the ticking clock. Mm-hmm. Um uh here, Byron, By- I I wrote down immediately I'm laughing, because Byron Saxon is playing his part very oh, well. So
2: well like incredibly
3: convincingly well this is this is where byron saxton belongs like mm. because I, I don't think byron saxton is bad i just think byron saxton was not the 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 face color commentator that we mm-hmm. needed i don't yeah. think it suited him i think backstage segments are so valuable renee paquette signing with AEW is a big deal because she's mm-hmm. so good at, at facilitating those backstage segments we think about um uh jr sat with Stone Cold and, and mm-hmm. Rock before WrestleMania 7. Yeah. These these segments are important. Byron Saxon works really well in this in this environment, and he was playing it to perfection. It was oh.
2: so funny. It was very, very good. Uh, and we cut across to Johnny Gargano telling the truth about the relationship between The Miz and Dexter Lumis. And he revealed that he had an audio recording on his phone mm. of essentially revealing that Miz had been paying Dexter Lumis to stalk him mm-hmm. so Miz could say, I have a stalker. hmm and then at some point, he stopped paying Dexter. So then Dexter was actually attacking him for realsies. Yeah. And kind of Byron brought up these points of being like, I mean, that doesn't make sense because he had a, you know, United States title shot and yeah. like in the cage match. And you're saying he lost that on purpose. And Johnny's like, well, yeah, obviously, because he's the Miz. He knew it wasn't going to be Lashley. Yeah. It was his point. Yeah. He was like, he's not going to be. He, Miz. He, he doesn't have a chance to beat Lashley. Yeah. So of course he just, he, he paid off dexter i didn't like it okay i don't think i okay here's the thing and i know everyone's going to be very uh, upset with me and people have been upset with me in the in the comments and everything uh a lot of people are saying this just fits perfectly with everyone's characters um in the the Miz is so kind of shallow that he would totally do yes. this and and uh, i will
3: say having um no no you go on then we'll, then we'll unpack it yeah
2: uh i think that it is a bad idea to paint Miz's ego as larger than stuff like the United States title, that he would rather get a headline mm. than get a title in WWE. Mm. Because I thought that kind of the point of the wrestling is to win belts, right? That's right. that's sort of the point of why everyone's there. Um, but if you're painting that as he would prefer to get the headline, and they, they did that and he attacked him and did all this stuff to make it more convincing that it was that, and he pointed out, like, when he was dragged away by Dexter Lumis, oh, it was bad acting because he didn't... That was a, a wonky one for me. And I was like, something's not gelling with me here. I thought this was a, a bad cover-up of the story. This it felt like, to me, very kind of, like, transparently, that they made the story up recently long after the story yeah. had started rather than this being the end goal of the story and i thought you could very quite clearly tell that the anonymous this was raw just... gm situation exactly yeah. where yeah. they start a story and then go uh, what's the explanation for this uh ms paid him off to attack him and yeah. for me it just it, like the airspace just didn't work
3: i see the thing the interesting thing is i'm very uh fastidious about the titles being important mm. and it's why it's why it bothered me so much when Matt Riddle brought out those bongos Because it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't Matt Riddle and the bongos It was a, it was the bongos immediately preceding an important championship match against his main rival That's what bothered me So I'm big with the titles being uh being really important Where I disagree is that I actually think This really serves to further Miz as this sort of uh, heel who is like delusional mm-hmm. It is true that celebrities pay off paparazzi. Like I, I've actually yeah. listened to a, a podcast recently, a podcast series, which was highly great. Cannot remember the name of it. Uh, but it was <laughs> um, it was Claire Malone from, um, who previously at 538, which did a whole series of um, essentially pop culture in the early noughties and, mm-hmm. and tabloid culture and things like that. And it was a whole thing of, you know, the celebrities would, would say paparazzi, we are going to be at this restaurant at this time so that we can get our faces in the tabloids in, in the the magazines, and mm-hmm. all those things because it's for exposure. So the idea of, of Miz, A-lister, um, letting his insecurity get the better of him, thinking, oh, you know, it, w- what's the next step in my career? I've got my reality TV show. I've done the movies. I'm the A-lister. I should have a stalker. Paying a stalker and and it being, you know, interrupting. it, and then, and then he can pretend as long as he doesn't get found out, he can pretend, you know, I was interrupted in the middle of a, of a title match and blah, 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 blah. I actually bought that. That really worked for me. It was the stuff like, you know... Look at him walking bad, bad actor. He's walking weird. That did feel like it was, um, it was uh, not exposing the business, but it did a little bit feel like you were just saying that that was bad. In hindsight, mm-hmm. it was like, and and it's not in that way of like, oh yeah, we meant to do that all along. It, it yeah. just, it just was, it just wasn't, it was wasn't bad. A vibe. Yeah. Um. And then there were other things where, yeah, when Byron's pointing out, I'm not too sure how, because there was a point where he started saying, I now have a hunch. Mm. Like this, this stuff I know. This stuff I have a hunch. Yeah. And that's where it starts to feel a little bit like, okay. However, the reason I ultimately sat, fell on the side of being okay with this segment and quite liking it and, mm-hmm. and was, number one, we got something. Number one, we got concrete explanation for what's been going on, mm-hmm. which has been lacking. Number two, um, it, felt like, it felt like movement. It felt like, okay, so this isn't the definitive, this is the big expose. Because when we cut back, Corey's like, I disagree with all of this. There's still a question mark over it. There's still a, a minute of what? what might be next where's the story going so it's, it is furthering the story which i i appreciate my problem if i were to if i were to have a problem is in terms of character not with the Miz, not with dexter Loomis, with johnny gargano
0: yeah
2: because johnny yeah. gargano
3: i feel is a fantastic wrestler i love to see him watch haven't been convinced with him on the mic the past couple of weeks and i don't know what the point of this character is because if he's making stuff up if he's lying mm-hmm. that's not cool that's very sympathetic Ooh. towards the miz if he's telling the truth, it, he doesn't seem like someone that we. It's a bit dweeby, you know. Yeah, he's, he's been made. He's been made and, to be a bit dweeby uh, the past couple of weeks.
2: You could make the argument that he's looking out for his son-in-law Dexter Loomis. Yeah, like he married into his in. NXT but family. He, the way he's delivering it
3: is weird. I, I
2: just I'm not sold on his performance of
3: it. Mm. It, it wasn't. It, it didn't vibe.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's that. That's the ultimate thing for me is that it didn't vibe for me, and I think the. It's not necessarily that it doesn't make sense in terms of Mrs. character to do something like this but it doesn't make sense to present it like this mm. if that makes sense. It was the it was just at the end of it I was like really mm. at the end of it huh, to quote to quote the miss <laughs> really like is is that is that where we're going with this? I also think another factor of that that made me kind of come out feeling that way was the fact that this is so late in the story. Yeah, it's I wrote down um it's it's about a month late. I, I would say possibly even longer. Than yeah. Uh, in the, I think there was a moment where you could have done this to make sense. Or I think if this was going to be the plant, which is why, again, for me, it didn't vibe because it felt very transparently like they've just come up with it recently. I think you should have had a difference in the attacks that Dexter Loomis was doing, where mm. there was a hint to there's something going on here, and then it this flips and moral. it goes, Oh, actually, this one's real. Like, this is, and the other ones might not be. Like, if there was some sort of question mark surrounding it beforehand, yes. that this then revealed it, I think having the attacks be exactly the same throughout the entire course it would be like, at a random point in here, they change and he stopped paying him. I was like, well, when was that? Because we don't know because you made it up late. I do like, also think that when the, when you're in a...
3: a so any, any, the thing about wrestling is that you can have all the plans in, in place and stuff happens. Absolutely. Injuries happen. Like for, a great example of it is the Sami Zayn storyline. Mm. It reports this week that there was a big plan for KO and yeah. Sami Zayn that has now been put on hold because with sammy
2: zayn which by the way thumbs up for that yeah if you have plans and then you go actually this thing's mega over we're gonna go with this thing for for now we'll pause it and we'll come back to that later that's great there's a
3: difference i think between that kind of thing that kind of approach and going okay we've started and We'll we'll figure it out when we get there like we'll just keep going for a while do another one of those and then we'll see that's where the difference is um, I also feel we should give a quick shout out. We would be remiss not to shout Adam Blampier out for his wonderful performance in those reenactments. Oh, they were great, weren't yeah, they? He yeah, he really did well. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, Adam yeah. was fantastic. He really, all of really, that.
2: Congrats yeah. Congrats, really G- gave
3: good. it his all. Um, yeah. I, I, that was that was the other thing where it was like Johnny's. I, we all know that's Johnny. Yeah, of
2: course.
3: And again, I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't know.
2: What am I supposed to think of Johnny Gargano at this point? That's my next question. Yeah, I. I don't know. Is he just some sort of truth seeker? Is mm. that is that is that who he is, mm. or is he just like I don't like the Miz, which so, like, you know, which fair. I also think I. I
3: mean, I, you know, we, we we've discussed on the channel how much I rate the Miz. I think the Miz is great. Um, He's fine. The Miz is great. I will never. I will die on this hill. This is the hill I plant my flag and will die. I think the Miz is fantastic. He's fine. Nope. Um, <laughs> but I, I, it's it's almost like as a result that kind of. So that's why I believe that he would buy himself a stalker because that's, sure. the, that's the character Miz has sold me for upwards of 10 years now. Um, I don't know... Because Gargano is still relatively new to the main roster, certainly. I'm not sure what I'm quite supposed to yeah. believe of him
2: yet. It, it's, it kind of comes down to, like, like we said a few times now, just like the vibe is off and maybe that is just our view of Gargano not fitting with what this that's is that it because
3: i am familiar with the gargano from nxt not the latter day stuff with them um, i will say with with indian and, mm-hmm. and dexter so perhaps that's a i'll hold my hands up perhaps that's mm. a continuity of that and i haven't yeah i'm not as familiar with it i'm used to the sort of diy you know fight forever yeah. situation
2: and and maybe there's part of me that's just like i don't want to see gargano doing this i think which is a, he's, that's he's a personal response or to whatever, the, whatever, uh, which is which yeah. is a, entirely a me thing um but i i i still felt like and that I I came out of this segment being like, the presentation of this was funny. The execution wasn't. Mm -hmm. And I didn't find myself going, that was really funny. I found myself going like, wait, hold on. Wait, what if if that doesn't, and I'm trying to put the pieces together and they just don't like mesh quite well. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's not the feeling I should have had coming out of this segment. It should have been, that was very funny or Mm -hmm. whatever. And I didn't get that feeling. Which by the way, if you like this segment, that's fine. That's good. I'm glad you like the segment. Crikey comments Ah <laughs> <laughs> Calm down will ya Um you're you're allowed to like it and by golly I'm I'm allowed to not like it too. Anyway, shall we see what you guys think? Shall we get in some of your Ultra Chats? Because uh, I am curious to see what you guys think about this. Uh, let's see if the, the Ultra Chats line up with uh, with... With my opinions uh, charles berg said uh, the main reason that this doesn't make sense is because i already came up with the best conclusion to this story if they go this route it was a fun goofy segment but i don't know if i want gargano to be a goofball here uh, before he first establishes he's a great wrestler that's the one
3: i mean he's been he's had that's some good. great matches but it is exactly that it's like you know what we've been presented with let's do the wrestling first and let, let, let's give him johnny wrestling and then and the goofball element
2: yeah. yeah yeah maybe it's and the thing is maybe that is just our personal being like well we really like johnny yes. and they're not doing what i want to do yeah. with it which again total personal thing mm. uh mary Painesville, dan said the dexaluma storyline is excellent i'm shocked that dan really likes the dexaluma stuff uh brilliant brilliant characters are explained motivations make sense Miz is the delusional b celeb craving for attention johnny the friend and dex is awesome at everything i love this so much triple h knows best
3: the delusional B-celeb is... I mean, I, I, I. that's that's
2: it. It works really well. It's Mrs. Doing Great. I like the Miz. Mrs. Great. Uh, 35 Antonio said, uh, A better explanation... Uh, whoa. Would hold have. on. Uh, a better explanation... You're so much... I'm it, actually down it with just kids. Said, It just said WH, and I was like, what? <laughs> um, a, a better explanation would have been Miz hiring Loomis to attack him because he was jealous of the attention Champa was getting and wanted the spotlight on him. Then refused paying Loomis because he cost him the U.S. title when he was supposed to attack him after the oh, match. Okay. That's that's fun. I like yeah. that. Uh, I'm now pretty sure Champa had a big role to play in the Loomis story and his injury effed their plans, and they've been trying to salvage it ever since. Uh, they also can still say this was just Johnny's version of events and have Miz tell the actual truth. Depending on Champa's injury, he
3: could still be on. Screen without getting physical, so mm-hmm. it it would be interesting if Champa was involved in some way, and um, especially with the U.S. title situation, because that you know Champa nearly won the thing on that early, um, early Raw that Triple H took over. That would that that would explain why if it, it has felt like wheel spinning for a while, mm. if Champa was involved in some in some way, um, do a better job with fixing it is is my sort of response. Yeah,
2: yeah. well, you'll be happy to know oh. that we have got. Coming in, Luke Owen. D A D. I did it the wrong way around. D A D uh, has come in.
3: It's both ways round because D A D is it's it's the same letters either way. That's true. Yeah. What's that word? Palindrome. Palindrome.
2: Yeah. Very good. Uh, He has come in with his thoughts of this Miz segment, and you guys you guys know how much that Luke loves the Miz. (laughs) Luke actually
3: uh, he he texts me every week to remind me how much he loves the Miz. Mm. It's 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 really it happens in real life quite something isn't it yeah
2: Uh, essays luke has said i'm sure everyone is frothing at the mouth to know what i thought of the miz segment it was well well it was fine i guess didn't hate it didn't love it didn't like it didn't mind it it was basically the blandest outcome to the story if this is indeed it certainly not waiting not worth waiting 10 weeks for was this really the best thing they could come up with i don't think so but it was fine uh, I'll be honest, I was more annoyed at Miz not selling the Superman punch when he did his entrance later on. He just did his normal entrance, and then held his jaw a bit. Sell it, mate. Come on. It's Roman doing his big move on you. Put some effort in, lad. Oh, and F&L Pete's moustache is rad. First of all, Thanks, Luke. your Luke impression, unbelievable. It was vivid.
3: <laughs> um... Second of all, I don't think this is it, full stop. I think this I is... I wish it was. I, I really I know, want this story to end. I know, and I, I just don't think that it is I think that there is more to come I think there is more explanation I think this is now leading up to a feud It's obviously a feud between Gargano and Miz And I'm kind of into it because I, I rate The Miz I'm sorry, I just do Um, And I, I think that they'll have a, a a, vibe of a match Um, I don't know that I fully agree with your point about uh, It just held his draw a little bit Because the, there's the alternative where you're overselling it too much and mm-hmm. it's like It had been a while You
2: had the same with the and ice on
3: backstage I'll also
2: say, yes, it's a Superman punch It is also a punch. It's a silly punch. It's a punch. It's a punch with a hop. And like he sold it backstage for ages afterwards and he had ice on it. And even then I was like, geez, calm down, Miz. Like it's only a Superman punch. Chill out, mate. So I'm kind of the opposite of Luke. I was like, oh, I think he almost sold it too much. I'm like, it's only a
3: Superman punch. And I, I, as I'm often accused of being,
2: I'm a centrist in this argument. (laughs) I think Miz did a fine job. I think he did exactly what he was supposed to do. (laughs) Of course, you you side with the Miz. Uh, (laughs) Plot Twist Jones has been a member for 15 months in a row. Said, I was too invested that Dexter was his brother or something. It's right there. Lou Miz. This is it. it. We came up with this or or it was pitched to us and and I latched
3: onto it immediately. And, And as a result, I've gone down that road and it's like, You know when you fantasy book something in Mm. any TV show, and then what you wanted to happen doesn't happen. Yeah. Here's a story. Mm. Shall I tell you it? Sure. It's complete. How long have we got? Oh, well, you know, it's a complete. It's me on the show. I'm gonna push the time. Yeah. It's a complete non sequitur. But I got um, we had a a deal put in place to maybe do something for the Greatest Showman um Mm. before the Greatest Showman was released about like doing a playlist of covers of the songs from the Greatest Showman. So I got to listen to the soundtrack before I saw the movie. Mm. So I listened to the soundtrack a few times and had made a story in my head for the movie. Yeah. And then I saw the movie, and it was not that. And I'm, not to be arrogant or anything, because when would I do that? My version of The Greatest Showman is way better. (laughs) It really is. So when I saw the movie, I was cross, and I hated the film because it wasn't my version of the story. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So there is an element of that where I'm like, am I disappointed because it's not, Got to specifically what i was after mm-hmm. or because the story is not quite good enough or is it a little bit of both i think it's a little yeah. bit of both i don't think it's it i think we will get more i just don't know what that is yet yeah I, and, how, I th- and again 10 weeks exactly I, right I, too
2: I, I think it's a yeah, little of column a little and column b for me in that like i don't want to see johnny doing this i think he's worthy of more than that and also i just don't think this was that great but that's just me Uh, let's talk about the rest of the show. Uh, we're going to do more of your Ultra Chats later on. Uh, keep sending those into russelltalkcom forward slash support. Uh, the show began, Raw began, with a match. I'm always going to have a big thumbs up when you start Raw with a match. I agree. When you start a show with a match, thumbs up. Bianca Belair versus Nikki Cross. Uh, so this is the new Nikki Cross, not Nikki A-S-H anymore. Um, the the new old Nikki Cross. The new old Nikki Cross. Uh I thought it was an interesting idea to have her paired up with Bianca Belair from the off. Yeah, me too. Because it that kind that was of a... telegraphed that she was going to lose yes. this one, which, you well, know.
3: There came a point where I was like, because because during the match begins and uh, there came a point where um, Bianca gets strung up in the ropes and, mm-hmm. and it looked like she sold it really well. I was like, oh, because I'm always scared of knee issues because they, mm. they are bad. Um, she sold that really well. And then obviously Nikki traps her in the thing and starts bashing and bashing and bashing. And I thought, okay. It would actually be a good uh, introduction to Nikki Cross as this unhinged person to have her just not care because what we were saying last week was that she didn't care who she was taking out. It was everybody. It mm-hmm. wasn't. It wasn't uh, specific that she was uh, uh, taking out the heels because she's good. She was going after literally every single person in the ring. The idea that she doesn't really care about matches. She just wants to bash away and 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 you know okay. Uh, things like that. um That was my impression of Nikki Cross. So that was okay. <laughs> Would have been, uh, I think, a solid solution for this issue of, of you know, mitigating a loss. Didn't need to be an interference either. Like mm-hmm. it could have just been a, a straight up DQ or a counter or anything like that because she was too busy. And then it gives you something to take into the um the women's match at, at Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. That was all entering my head before we then found out what other plans they had in place for the rest of the night.
2: Indeed, yes, uh, and. I'll say as well that I think all of that is a really good idea if you hadn't just done that on Smackdown with Liv Morgan that's very true that's very true I and think that it, would yeah. have been a, a no, you too are much right. of a repeat you are completely right I think but, yeah. um, but regardless though I thought this match was pretty good it yeah. was I think this is the most offense that Nikki has got in so long. Mm. Uh, And that makes me happy because Nikki Cross is very
3: good. And I I like this Nikki Cross very much. I just don't think that they did a particularly good job of introducing it to your casual viewer. No. There wasn't much in the way of explanation. It was just a return to old style Nikki Cross. And if you didn't see that Nikki Cross in NXT or even in the early days of main roster, you are not given much much of an explanation
2: here. Mm -hmm. You know, I thought that was a little bit of of a shame. Yeah. Um, Um, but let's get the counter going because I'm keeping the same gimmick that Luke does in his, in his raw reviews. How many distraction finishes do we have on this show? Yeah, yeah, I've thought of that. Uh, One of them is in this match. Yeah. Because of course we have distraction from damage control. Yeah. Sorry. Damage control. Control. Um, and, uh, Nikki then, uh, takes all of them out. Mm -hmm. Uh, all the damage control out on the outside. Uh, but then she gets back in the ring and gets KOD'd from Bianca. So Mm. is it almost like, I'm not, I don't want to say it was a heel finish from Bianca because she just hit the move on her opponent um but it kind of paints nikki in the same light of the not a face not a heel kind of tweener role where she's taken out all the heels but she gets beaten in a sympathetic manner so Chris it's kind like a... of like she's in a
3: gray area when Absolutely, it comes to yeah. The characters yeah
2: yeah um so nikki maintains kind of that that centrist view mm. the dan layton view uh of this I'm not, just to be clear i'm not actually a centrist i just want to you know no no you are now okay you, you said you said on a podcast once that means that you are That's now forever yeah um so uh yeah bianca gets the win uh immediately there's a post-match beatdown mm-hmm. and bianca gets saved By Asuka and Alexa Bliss. The return
3: of Bianca and Friends!
2: Here's a question. Where were they the last few weeks? Injured? Well... Damage control took them out.
3: Nikki... Nope. Alexa had taped up fingers.
2: Sure. They were injured. They said so. Yeah. Injured. All right. Um... Don't believe that, but that's okay. <laughs> I'd sure. Um, and uh, then backstage afterwards, they protect her from the the post match beatdown. Then backstage afterwards, Alexa and Asuka demand a women's tag title match tonight. Uh, you... I was like, "All right, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Why not? I guess, yeah." Um, <laughs> we then had the pre- advertised Lashley v- Lashley versus Lesnar face to face. Yeah, except. It was a, a split screen interview in two different locations. I don't know if they know what face-to-face means. I um,
3: I actually really liked Lashley's sunglasses and I'd like to mm. take a moment to talk about them because they, they were good. quite spectacular. Lashley with Drip is mm. Always good to me very yeah. much. Uh, um, and I know Luke would like me uh, to point out that Brock was wearing a Megadeth shirt. Mm. If we're going to do sartorial stuff, I should Sure, out like a... I'm sure he would have views on Megadeth. I unfortunately have
2: oh mate i haven't listened to them in like seven years but they're so good for a second i thought
3: they were in i thought he was in the room it really is just oh, the most spectacular yeah. impression it's
2: what he does it really you is. know that's that that's luke to a t right there <laughs> um uh but so they had this supposed sit down interview split screen whatever but mm. lesnar no showed it lashley cut a promo saying that lesnar's a lashley wannabe and then lesnar just shows up at the arena yeah instead of on the interview and i thought for a second when he didn't show up at the interview i was like wow, that's a cop-out. Mm. And then he came to the arena. I was like, okay, that's fair enough. I, I can see that's brilliant. yeah. If you're having Brock, you have him in front of a live crowd. It, Absolutely, would, have been, it yeah. would have been foolish to get him all the way in there not to bother. Yeah. uh, Just shows up at the arena and says, I didn't come here for an interview. I came here for a fight. So come on, Lashley. I really like... While he's talking, you see the shot of Lashley just like taking his microphone yeah. off and standing up, and I'm like, yeah. and you can see, you could feel the anticipation from the crowd being like, oh, there
3: was some moments as well where where Lashley sort of like behind his his, his Swiss sunglasses, he was looking to the side, he was being like, oh, what's mm-hmm. what's going on here? What's that? Yeah. What's that? And I was like, um a really nice performance from from Lashley as well, I thought, because yeah. it's 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 uh Lashley has sort of been in that sort of like. Uh, nothing face role for a little bit mm. and it was almost a little turn here not mm. necessarily like a full turn but the idea that he's willing to like, he's a wannabe we all know that Lesnar is not a wannabe Lashley right, so the idea that um, he thinks that in his swag, he's happy to do a sit down segment, meanwhile mm-hmm. Brock is, it, it was a clever way of clearly marking, okay this is the one you want to root for, Yeah, this is, this is the one you don't and then yeah, I was quite happy rubbed my hands, quite salivating at the prospect of seeing the two big beefy men slapping
2: meat but then they really didn't... This is the thing for me. If oh, you're gonna, it work for me. If you're going to build up the they're going to fight now mm. thing, you should probably have them fight a little bit. And for me, they didn't fight for long enough. Mm. Like, Lesnar came out and he took down Lashley on the ramp and then they were immediately pulled apart. Yeah. And that's it. That's you basically give a little bit longer. I think you should give them a little bit longer. Do, like, something interesting or unique or creative. You know, have, like lashley get this really stiff strike into lesnar mm. or something like that or put someone through a country table or like go through a barricade i know they've done through the barricade through the country table stuff before but i'm just giving examples just something that gives like a good spot where the crowd can go oh at the spot and then they get pulled apart for me having like it's a takedown and that's it you want more you want more and if i you're building that. that anticipation i feel like you should give a little bit more and a little bit more of a i know basically brawling is all they've done in this feud but i d- it's it's two big guys you can get away with that
3: i mean for me it's a three-week feud uh it's it's to have a match at crown jewel with Mm. lesnar um and and so for me it worked. i did also i personally really liked uh triple h coming out and being like if they touch each other this fight is off Mm -hmm. i love an authority figure i don't like being told will wwe officials make this match um i yeah i'm i'm a very i'm a sucker for an authority figure even mm-hmm. even in this day and age i like to know who is the one in charge who is the one making the rules on camera uh, so i liked that i liked that he was furious i liked that it was this idea of you know protect our assets uh this this did work for me although i do agree i would have you know I, I mean i like seeing people scrap <laughs> it would have been it would have been yeah, good to have a bit longer
2: i think it would have been nice to have a little bit longer and maybe even a couple more instances of being if there was less people involved in the pull apart i like Uh, how many there uh, are i i I liked it at the end yeah i think if you had less people at first and they kind of like bat them away and then they connect get pulled apart and more people come out yeah they get together again and then more people come out and you end up with like this sea of people that have to keep them apart yeah i think it could have been built to a little bit more effectively it was fine Mm. i just feel like if you're building that anticipation of oh they're gonna fight and then you don't deliver on that it's a bit like "Ah." unless you are trying to sell tickets for the pay-per-view
3: and and now we're finally going to get to see them bash each I, other.
2: I I guess I mm, I don't know. It's a bit of a mix because I I can totally understand that you want to save the proper physicality for the pay per view because mm. you're trying to sell it. But I do feel like you need to give them something here, yeah. and this was like nothing on right. the scale of full match to nothing. It was like right here. Right. <laughs> it's gotcha. like maybe a bit more down this yeah. end uh, would have it would have been better. But um, but don't worry though, if you missed it. There was an ad break, and then they did a replay. Basically, the whole segment again. Three so, hours is a
3: long time, ago. Whew,
2: I don't envy people having to write a three-hour show every week. Um, we then got, for my money, the best thing on the show. Austin Theory versus Seth Rollins. Which I thought initially, I was like, this is an odd heel versus heel match. Well... But then, mm. but then, but then, but then, it's very obvious that Seth Rollins is the babyface in this mm, one. Absolutely, he's got blonde in his hair again. I know, and I love the blonde in his hair. It's not the, it's not the, it's not like the fluorescent yellow stripe no, that he used it's to have. Lovely, but he's got, he's got like he's got, you know, lovely. It's called a balayage. It's
3: lovely what he's got going
2: on. Bless you.
3: He's <laughs> <laughs> got the lovely dark, and then it flows into yeah. the balayage. It's very nice
2: blonde i go to the salon <laughs> hair dye um i don't know anything about hair uh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah leave this to me <laughs> yeah yeah much. yeah I'm, I'm not the expert here um <laughs> so yeah so i thought this was going to be a weird like heel versus heel matchup mm. but as soon as like Rollins started making his entrance i was like no this makes sense no right. it does
3: because i mean seth has been operating in this weird sort of like the character it has heel behavior mm-hmm. um character doesn't always work for me i will say no. sometimes i find it a little bit grating and, and not in a way that makes him an engaging heel just actually actively annoying um but he has the crowd in the palm of his hand and my god that crowd love to sing that song mm. and when you have crowds on their feet vocally being involved with the show it is a good thing sometimes i do find in the middle of promo segments especially seth promo segments it does feel a little bit like going into business for themselves it didn't on this occasion but it was really fun and really clear then to have that uh you know okay this is seth in in Face mode, and because he's so uh, uh, engaged with this character, and because he's so committed to this character, he can operate both. Mm. He can come out and do the the face in the match if he wants to. He can come out. He, he is that perfect grey area character that it's, Triple H uh, loves. Centrist. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! Grey area. <laughs> it is the gray area <laughs> the gray area yes <laughs> somewhere between face and heel um uh, but the match was delicious though. i really like this match that whole near fall section Ooh. where and then it ends with the what was it oh what do we call that brain buster does it have a have a, a name that move that uh theory did the, like the, a the, the
2: hook the leg up, up the and then he drops your lead. head on your knee
3: oh that it looks good doesn't it rough it looks good it was and it was a, it was a those near fall segments can actually sometimes be a bit a little bit gash like something <laughs> really bad um but this this one was was really well executed the both mm. of them i think bro it was it was a banger really? of a match uh every every Super kick every niff all I was really engaged with.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I i thought this was an absolute banger of a match. And I thought and, Seth
3: was selling for him as well, big yeah, time.
2: Absolutely. I think this is the best that Austin Theory yeah. has looked in a long time. And granted, he still didn't win, and he could really do with some wins soon, but this is the best that he's looked in a long time. And what was clever about him not
3: winning this time, I thought, was that it was he had it in the mat in the bag, but he was deciding to be cocky and he's starting to shout and he was like and he goes for this pedigree and that's giving seth enough to seth seth is smart enough mm-hmm. to let theory go down this road catch his breath and then retaliate exactly and that's really clever veteran um, the youngest money in the bank winner ever but this is why you can't cash it in properly because you are too young and you're too you too arrogant um and the room there were reports this week that they have thought about keeping it on him until Mm -hmm. money in the bank and and, you know having him run the clock down which is something that we haven't seen they're gonna i've been
2: calling for for years it's a
3: long time though yeah from now until then yeah so if they can do it props to them more stuff like this is is really gonna sell that i think yeah absolutely and And the crowd were hot
2: for it except on the hard cam yeah which is a shame but the crab were hot for yeah. it regardless um i think that is the key thing and i think why theory looks so good coming out of this is that he had the match won mm-hmm. he could have won this match on another day but it's his inexperience and his cockiness that let him down mm. and that is what makes theory look good in defeat yeah and that's why this is the best look for theory it's so far cohesive it's a cohesive yeah. character and that's really really vital exactly yeah um this was really really good big thumbs up from me uh bray white's going to be at crown jewel Uncle
3: Soundy, I'm... I saw someone tweet and I was really, I really <laughs> lost it Uncle a little bit over Sammy. that. Yeah, I really enjoyed that.
2: <laughs> oh, that's great. That's very well done to whoever did that. That's very funny. Uh, I'm sure something will happen, hopefully. Uh, Roman Reigns comes out, big UC chance. Yes. And you know, and there was a big sign in the crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Feeling UC. You know, it's great. I'm glad that people are having fun. We are going to ruin this for ourselves. I'm calling it now. We are absolutely going to ruin the Oosie thing for uh, ourselves. The fans will ruin it. <laughs> I <laughs> Well, in the hands of the wrong wrestlers,
3: mm-hmm. it could. Yeah. But I actually wrote down. I I This segment wasn't a lot. We didn't get anything certainly new from this segment. I didn't mind it. I think. However, yeah. this is it. I loved it, mm. despite it not being anything new. Because as a go-home thing ahead of a big match, mm-hmm. I thought this was just yet more evidence that Roman Reigns is the absolute guy. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. This was so well delivered mm-hmm. from start to finish. And one of the things I wrote down, because, do you remember when Roman was rubbish? Yes. You when Roman was I b- did a whole video essay on it. Yeah. Yeah. Just not the one. Yeah. And then this sustained run and he's part time now yeah he's got both belts and he walks to the ring and i'm like he is a big deal yeah this is the one i believe that no one can take it from him Mm -hmm. i believe it i've bought what you are selling to me and that is in no small part because his work has been elevated by the work of everyone around him yes i think the the usos i think solo and of course obviously sammy Mm -hmm. not least of all paul Heyman as well Mm mm-hmm is lifting him up and that's why I have every faith in this storyline continuing to do well because the people involved in it are making it happen absolutely um and I just love it I just love it it's it's I hope they can I hope they can sustain it because in my head Sammy taking it off him at um Wrestlemania is is oh, such a moment but we are still quite far away from Wrestlemania
2: I would love it so much if Sammy yeah. wins ah oh, please um so on this one Roman said that he's done throughout his whole run he has hyped up his opponents and mm. they've ended up getting smashed And people have felt let down about that. So he's not going to waste his time. He's not going to hype up Logan Paul. Logan Paul's only had two matches. I'm not going to waste my time with this guy. But Paul Heyman will hype him up. I was like, that was weird. But okay, sure. Paul Paul found it weird too, didn't he? Yeah, and he was like, um, all right. Mm. Uh, He said a line on this one. Paul Heyman said, there's one thing that Roman can't stand. He can't tolerate an outsider. Mm. And I'm like... That feels very pointed based mm. on the rest of the Bloodline story. And I'm like, maybe that's a nice little teaser where Sammy Zane's going to end up yeah. if he doesn't like an outsider in the Bloodline. So I quite like that line. I didn't really get why he said that line and then immediately The Miz interrupted him. And I'm like, is he an outsider of this segment? Were you referencing The Miz? Or is it just coincidence that Miz interrupted at this point? It made sense for me. Well, it was more that
3: Miz was seeing an opportunity. I didn't think it was necessarily linked to what was being no, said. No,
2: exactly. I, I thought it was just an odd time yeah. binge interrupting the promo. If you're going to tease like a, a Sami Zayn bloodline thing. Unless it was just, immediately. Let, let it, but not let it hang in there too long. Mm. You know, maybe yeah. it
3: was a, a thing like that. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah.
2: But regardless, The Miz interrupted Roman Reigns. I did a proper double take and I was like, miz yeah (laughs) why is he here (laughs) did you not? because immediately i was in i knew exactly why yeah yeah and then i was like oh it's logan paul yeah right yeah Yeah. no that makes sense yeah um so then and obviously uh, miz being a raw person
3: we don't get to see him with roman that often so it's pretty much his first opportunity to be like i know logan paul i can help you out
2: yeah exactly and that's pretty much what he did yeah came out and he said he knows logan paul better than anyone in this industry i can help you you know that 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 one lucky shot is real Mm. and but i know his weaknesses i can help take him down I just need because help Pete. with my problem. One lucky shot is all it takes. One lucky shot is all it takes. And, they and, might. and they're going to hit that one lucky shot and it's going to be a great near fall. What if they did, though? They won't, though, what, will they? What if they did, though? Dan, you're not going to do this to me this week. What if they they're did? They're not going to do it. They might. I'm more convinced than ever that they won't. Okay. They, they absolutely won't. They might. Anywho. Um... Uh, Yeah, so he says uh, I can help you neutralize uh, Logan Paul, but I need help with my Dexalumis thing. So you know, I Mm, and Roman scratch my back. You you scratch my back, I scratch yours, etc. And Roman then has what this final line was the thing that sold me on this segment was you know maybe I can help you out, Miz, but I've just got one question for you. Why does everyone keep talking about Logan Paul knocking me out? And then he jumps up, does a Superman punch to Miz, bang, just puts him straight on his ass, and then just goes. When they should be talking about me knocking out Logan Paul. And I'm like, oh, that's a great line. It
3: was so good. Yeah, it was. And then as he continues to leave the ring and trash talk his whole way down to the camera. Mm-hmm. This is the moment for me where I'm already in the segment, but I start going, yeah. All right, go. I fully, I I, I, I just, I'm like, I acknowledge you. Like it was mm-hmm. fully a hundred percent. I'm like, you are so good. Yeah at this that we are lucky to be watching this
2: storyline mm-hmm. i just thought this
3: was dynamite i really did
2: yeah this is really really good and i think out of everything on the show this is probably arguably the only thing that made me more excited for crown jewel mm. than i was before. i i agree I, I agree completely yeah big time um i thought this is really good mm. uh miz backstage was selling that superman punch with ice on his face moose safari came in and said miz has tiny balls uh, Yeah. It's not funny. Uh, we then had Carl Anderson versus Damian Priest, another singles match for Carl Anderson. Yeah, and which I thought was really pointed because Carl <laughs> Anderson's holding a singles title in New Japan. And I'm like, are you purposely putting Carl Anderson in a load of singles matches right now? It's also all this quite stuff funny. Happening? Well, I
3: mean, there's that, that whole thing of that being a work, which yeah, I find quite yeah, entertaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also do find it really funny that uh, it's like,
2: we could put Luke in this. Nah. 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 Carl Anderson is ah. fine. Um, this was a uh, kind of sort of distraction finish number two. Yeah, sort of. And I have to say,
3: I'm kind of curious about and this is this is I this is potentially, you know, I'm I'm entering dicey territory here because mm-hmm. there are things that I don't know. Yeah. I'm interested in how the cultural limitations of Saudi mm-hmm. will affect the way this match goes down with Judgment Day. Because yeah. they are selling it a lot on Rhea.
2: Yeah, Rhea's the X factor of Judgment Day.
3: And she does really, really well. However i genuinely don't know and it's not a case of me being like mm, well, I, I don't know and i'm happy to be informed what the cultural expectation of uh, uh Rhea being physically involved or at mm. least involved in this match directly will be like yes you know what i mean yeah um i thought it was a perfectly standard segment i'm, I'm i love Rhea. i think Rhea's great i think she's Rhea's so fantastic. so x-factor in this i think so good in this the role knowledge that these guys aren't gonna bash her mm. Is is uh it really sells the segments. Mm-hmm. I'm just interested in them really and they are hyper. Even in the, in After the Fact, there was a, a segment with my uh uh Love of My Life, Kathy Kelly. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, where AJ joked about Kathy being the one she was like, No, 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 no. Yeah. So they're really selling this on how do we end mm. our rear problem?
2: How, how do we counter this rear problem? Yeah. Where does
3: that sit in the Saudi show?
2: I, I have no idea. And I don't yeah. know if it is in the Saudi show. Mm. The Saudi show might just be another stepping stone in this yeah. feud where they just have a straight up normal six man tag match. Yeah. And one of them wins. And then they move on from there. Mm. Um, but Unless in, they do in, a oh,
3: war games, War games. And they
2: get a fourth the war game. That then it's, makes sense. That is an agenda
3: war game That situation. checks out.
2: That's quite fun. I like it. Um... Uh, for this one as well uh, Anderson rolled up Priest Anderson got the win in this one didn't really matter at the end of the day Ripley got involved uh, Priest was going to go for the Reckoning but then gets rolled up and, and Anderson wins but it doesn't really matter because there's an immediate post-match brawl in Judgment Day stand tall mm-hmm. a- yep. again, Ripley being the X-Factor in determining why Judgment Day stood tall um, I got this is a weird thing to try and describe because I know this has been a thing in WWE for decades at this point But when you have a match that finishes, a person wins and then the opposing people immediately beat them down and they stand tall. The match then doesn't matter because wins and losses don't really matter in WWE all that much. Yeah. This didn't do anything for the OC. Mm. The point of this segment was to have Judgment Day stand tall. Yeah. That was it. This was an angle, not Mm. a match. But we did spend like 10 minutes on this match. Mm. For me, it felt like a bit of a waste of time because the match was fine but because of the post-match beatdown, and I do mean immediately after this, I mean, se- yeah, like, about two yeah. seconds after the bell rang, Carl Anderson's getting beaten down in Judgment Day santal It then means that Carl Anderson's victory means precisely nothing. This is, again, where I get to, I mean?
3: to three hours of television is too much. Yeah. Uh, and it feels like constantly, not not that this was filling time, but it is just, it, it's, you know, you've you got to get to the next paper, You've got to put forward things on it's it's a weakness i agree mm. i agree i don't know quite what you do to fix that unless it's have them face people who aren't directly related in the story to show how strong they are but there's only so much you can do with that um it's it's an odd one I, this is always the, the thing time is, of year where it does get a bit odd
2: i don't mind them doing carl anderson versus Damian priest mm. to me that makes perfect sense but you should have like anderson win and then Judgment Day be like, oh, no, mm. the OC won. Oh, that sucks. Like, yeah, what are oh, we gonna do? Regroup oh, oh, this yeah, yeah, sucks yeah. that we lost kind of thing. Yeah. Whereas them just being like, well, we stood tall anyway. So who cares? Yeah. And it's like, well, now the match doesn't matter. That's because you guys don't care about it. I, you know? yeah, I agree with you there. That's a good one. Oh, and an MVP were backstage? MVP a promo uh, saying that he's coming to SmackDown and he has a surprise for Braun Strowman. Oh, hope it's good. Yeah. In this segment, I um, I uh, made a cup of tea. Mm. Checks out. Uh, speaking of making cups of tea during segments, we then had JBL and Baron Corbin. Hey now, JBL got local hometown pops me like Texas is great, and then he said, "But you all suck." Boo! Local hometown heat, and it works because he believes this stuff. He that's my is problem. The kind
3: of person who fully believes yeah. that Texas used to be great until the liberals took over Dallas, and Dallas mm. is a great. Uh, place for this segment to take place because Dallas is that kind of incredibly forward. A lot of young mm. people have moved there. It's very progressive. Um, uh, me and my fellow liberals will be there. Um, <laughs> fellow centrists. stop it. <laughs> um, so, so uh, yeah, JBL does believe it. However, you are right, and we see this a lot. JBL is uh, is uh, is a mean human. Yeah. Uh, so it is a it's a curious thing. Engaging. I think he's a great promo still. I think he's a great presence on the he show. He's a great promo.
2: Um, but you know. He's a great promo. I don't really have much interest in him saying Texas was great. Now it sucks. You all suck. You're all snowflakes and woke. I'm like, yeah. whatever. Like, I, I hear enough of that language already yeah. in my life. I don't need to hear it again on this show. It's fine. It's it's easy heat to turn because he's a hometown boy. It's easy heat to make him bad. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and there was a the whole thing with Baron Cohen. It's a long promo as well. Goodness it's... me. And I even wrote down the thing that you just said. I said, the problem is, I don't think JBL's playing a character. He just believes it. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. Uh, they get interrupted by R-Truth, who's dressed up like a cowboy. R-Truth is five
3: years younger than John Bradshaw Layfield. Five, only five. Five years. And he looks about 20 years younger. Oh yeah.
2: He hasn't aged. Not man.
3: a day. It's crazy. Wild.
2: Uh... My next note after he gets interrupted by R-Truth, who is a cowboy, is, oh boy, this show is hard to watch. Um, uh, R-Truth then said that everyone's in in, uh, Halloween costumes, and JBL said, we're not dressed up, you idiot. And he said, yeah, you are, you're dressed up. And the thing is, I think it would have been a really good line if he said, actually, you're dressed up as a very angry, bitter, out-of-touch old man. I was like, that's a good line. But what he actually said was, you're dressed up like a really, really, really really old out of touch man and i'm like the delivery wasn't quite there not quite as strong as it was, it, it, was it was almost there but not quite mm. uh tried to do one on corbin corbin is the world's biggest but then corbin tries to attack him r-truth stands all over corbin mm. but then jbl throws his hat at r-truth which distracts him so then corbin hits an end of days and he stands tall i don't really care about any of this yeah that's that's my main issue as is i don't really care yeah i don't know why we're supposed to buy our truth considering he's just been in 24 7 title stuff forever and is still doing comedy like there's no real change in just someone says him. like
3: the truth and then truth comes out yeah like, okay so yeah. but like how are you be- again it's how are you being used and i think uh the, cre- the current creative is still figuring certain things out yeah you know um but it it does make the kind of tricky viewing.
2: Yeah, yeah, and I I don't I really don't care about the pairing of JBL and Corbin. I just, I'm not still, for me.
3: I'm not. I'm I'm still willing to be sold on it. Sure, it's not for me.
2: Fair enough. We had a trick or street fight. Yeah. So Riddle was dressed as Ezekiel and was joined by Elias. I didn't know he was dressed as Ezekiel until the commentary told me. I thought he was wearing a, a nappy. Yeah.
3: He did not fill I, out those trunks, did he? I,
2: I will say that I didn't... I don't think Ezekiel's attire is well-known enough <laughs> to pull this off. Yeah, I agree. Is what I'd say. I, agree. It, 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 it,
3: it, I would have thought closer to... Especially with those color, that colour scheme, mm. I would have thought closer to... You know, it's the same... Because Ezekiel wore the same cut as, like, Luger. Mm. Or as Warrior. It's, yeah. it's the tassels and the, yeah. and the whatever. Uh, I, I didn't clock who it was either. I thought should, nice. I literally was like, why are you wearing such weird clothes? that don't think. Yeah, yeah. Baggy around the bum. Mm-hmm. Not keen. Yeah, exactly.
2: The commentary said it. So, there you go. Yeah. Uh, Alpha Academy came out. We're also in costume. Please explain.
3: So, uh, they were out... Uh, they were dressed as the Chippendales. Mm-hmm. Um... And uh, and I I laughed quite hard mm. because uh, it was very silly. This segment from the off was supposed to be silly. I yeah. was looking forward to a lot of silly, and I am a big big fan of Chad Gable, as previously discussed on this program. So I was having a good time. Uh, and then Otis did so. Ah, oh, Otis is so funny. There is something about Otis's face, mm-hmm. and then the re- how he can work with his body
2: mm-hmm.
3: that is so funny. And then the match started. Mm-hmm. And I was not entertained. <laughs> no. And then the match finished. Yep. And I suddenly was entertained again because mm-hmm. objectively, a pumpkin on Otis's head is very funny. Mm-hmm. That is a funny thing to look at. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, Riddle hit an RKO with Otis with a pumpkin on his head. Yep. He did do that. Distraction finished, by the way. That's number three. Oh, it was? Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. I. Um, I. Um, I. I don't care about Riddle. I don't care about my riddle. I Sorry, everybody.
2: I don't really care about all of this. I don't yeah, think. I mean, the problem like, like I
3: care about Chad Gable, but um, and I oh, also so like uh, Chad going through a table was was a very mm, a very nice spot. spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I just thought that I, it's my thing with riddle is that like I I oh, it's it's the whiplash effect of you know he's been this sort of like man child, suddenly he's someone I'm taking seriously in fight situations even if he's a bit of a stoner, and now he's back to being a man child. He's mm-hmm. Eugene, and it's it's just it doesn't. I don't get it.
2: I don't like it. I don't want yeah. to put it in the bin. It's, it's valid. <laughs> Sorry. And, and I don't know. Like this sort of stipulation, you expect fun, goofy, silly nonsense all throughout. Mm-hmm. And that's fun. You get like a Sami Zayn, Johnny Knoxville match from WrestleMania where it is just nonsense the yes. whole time. Yes. And that's very fun. Yeah. This was like a bit of goofy nonsense on the entrances, a match, and then a silly finish. Mm. And it was like, well, I've wanted more goofy, silly nonsense. Because yeah. I wasn't very goofy, silly nonsense out yet. Oh, we got the worm. Got the worm. It's cool, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Didn't work. Not
3: bad.
2: Yeah. Damage control backstage. Uh, Bailey said they can't be caught off guard, um, and they shouldn't lose their titles later. I have written here, I just feel
3: like with some simple tweaks, this damage control storyline could work, but it doesn't.
2: Yes. I agree. Wholeheartedly. Mm. I think... All of damage control are completely interchangeable. They've done no character work with basically any of them. In that Bailey is a leader. Right. Dakota Kai and Sky are there. I don't quite go there. I
3: see what you mean because because character-wise, it, they could just you could have any two people. They're interchangeable. Yeah. However, I like them individually and, and as a collective. So do I. I like them. I like that they were presented as a collective. It's not just like. And and it didn't feel like they were thrown together. It was that Bailey brought back Dakota Kai and brought up Eoskai. Sky. Mm-hmm. Bianca and friends could be anybody. Yes. Damage Control at the very least has that level of cohesiveness. For me, what it has been is stuff like, um, just it just feels like the, the stops on the journey have been really weird. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just and it's like if you just put that there, if mm-hmm. you just make this happen here, if you just tweak this this then we've got a really strong little faction yeah it just feels very jittery and very all mm. over the place and it, and it's not 100%. quite i can't remember specifically what happened in this segment that made me write that down yeah but i did it, 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 this was at two in the morning i did <laughs> go off on one in my head of like this is what damage control should be yeah
2: um yeah I, for on me one. i like when factions aren't all the same people when you have unique personalities within a group mm. it's why for example i think the bloodline is so good right yeah. now because you have so many individual personalities Characters. all working towards a common goal even uh, people like the shield even though they have exactly the same goal they are not interchangeable people they each have the own, their own things that they're good at mm. damage control i feel like are the same people they what what do they want the tag titles i guess yeah They've got a that very
3: that very uh, loose description of, of fixing the women's division, but they're yeah. not doing a very good job of it.
2: Yeah, feels uh, like there's just a lack of depth. Yeah, with, um, I, I see.
3: I see what you mean. I think it's just this thing of I, I mean, I like Eos guy. <laughs> so like, I mean, guy's like fantastic. Well.
2: I think all three of these people individually are fantastic yeah. wrestlers, and I really like all of them. But when they're brought together, I don't feel like they're more than the sum of their parts. I feel like they're just kind of the same but together now.
3: I don't. I don't. Yeah, I. I, I don't necessarily think I need to see uh, excessive amounts of individual character work for a tag team. I do, however, need to see. Uh a, a, a unity of purpose and a direction, and it just feels. I think. I think it's. I think they've been let down by, from from the off. Why they didn't win that tournament? Oh, gotcha. No yeah. And from that well. moment right through to the end, mm-hmm. it has been a really odd, yes, mismanaged run for them. Very much so, and it, it is not their fault. I think
2: uh, we had Mustafa Ali versus Miz next.
3: Here I've written it's the two fifteen a.m spot where i start to flag big time it's mm. all and it's every single week i think by the time you get to the top of the second hour i just start to feel like the wheels are falling off the show mm-hmm. a little bit yeah every single week whether it's i think overall a good week segments are good uh or, or a week where not a lot goes on i think it's always he's he's struggling with this middle part of the show mm. triple h is a creative head yeah um but i think they all have i'm sorry to be a broken record i know that i say the same thing every week three hours is far too long to book a show it is um stop it then put it back into two thank put you two or, make, or make one of the hours something entirely different make it yeah. 205 live make it uh specifically no i don't, I don't want it to be specific, specifically for women i, I think I, I don't know i do something with that make make it a, an attitude era recap show make it i don't know do make it raw talk make it a kick-off. Make it the backstage segment stuff i don't know i, I just yeah. think it's i just think it needs to be delineated between the
2: two hour main show mm-hmm. and two hours yeah. is a something plenty else. amount of time um and then something else yeah yeah uh, my first note for this match was shut up Corey graves oh um boy i don't like him as a commentator unfortunately i like him um yeah i like his shit Sh- shouting across kevin patrick to be like ah, oh, you're missing the world famous it kicks it grates on me I think know? it's I
3: think he's having I think the, the the problem for Corey is that he's had to do an awful lot of heavy lifting because he has been saddled with some bad partnerships. Mm. I think uh, Adnan oh uh, no Ooh. I think uh, Jimmy Smith did his best. I uh, no. I think Kevin Patrick we are now a month into Kevin Patrick. I think it's not working for me yet Mm -hmm. um i i I don't want to be mean to the guy i don't want it to be like get good or or and immediately but i do think that when you are put on the flagship show when you are the voice of roy you have you should have already had a run on on a few other shows and and got good Mm. um i think when Corey works with with cole i like it i i think um i like Corey. Um, i i
2: much prefer pat mcafee yes no i I agree i agree especially with cole i think i might even prefer wade Barrett i like wanted I, remember, I don't know
3: i wanted when they did the um the smackdown and raw brand split in 2016 i remember it, 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 wanting straight away uh cory and marrow together mm. i thought that would have been a really good pairing yeah i think the problem people have a lot with Corey is because he shouts a lot over people I th- but i think he's trying to i think he's carrying some dead weight mm. and i think that's that's where the problem is yeah. um and i think that that pushes him then too far yeah. And I think that that's unfortunate a shame. I actually liked the match to a degree. The I thought the pair fine. of them had some... I was engaged in what they were showing me. That's I like Ali very much. Um, I think that he's got a weird um, plucky... I think I think the, the current booking of plucky baby faces is a bit odd. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's not dissimilar to the dweebification of um, Johnny Gargano. Yep... Um, Dexalumis got involved. Yeah, he did. He did do that. There's
2: another distraction finish. Yeah, in- interference. And then Moose Farley hit a 450 in one
3: and it was a nice 450
2: it's a great 450 yeah it's d- a good one
3: good, it's, it's a good showing it, it, if you're showing us that ali is good in the ring it's, it's another example of that which i appreciated
2: yep it was fine yeah uh we had that wwe investigates Johnny gargano segment that we spoke about before we had a rundown of the crown jewel matches and then we had the main event which was Asuka and alexa bliss versus damage control uh for the women's tag titles um, Alexa wasn't holding Lily when she came out. No. Lily's gone. Lily's gone. RIP in peace. There she is. Don't forget. That's the only one. The only one in the world now. Um, I My first note for this one, because I was getting a bit tired of the distraction finishes, <laughs> was I uh, wonder if this is going to have distractions in it. Because uh, they were joined by Bianca Belair and Bailey at Ringside. A um, uh, little bit. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Tongue in cheek, I guess. Um, but I have missed proper asuka yeah. yeah oh she's so good she is and then when she got in she had a stare down with Sky. Oh. i was like this yeah this is why we need more asuka and Eosky. Mm-hmm. give me that matchup yeah. that's a great match and,
3: and i thought about that a lot during the match i was like i can't wait to see this happen at some point in yeah, the future. yeah exactly
2: yeah um asuka's so good she did like her flurry of really quick strikes doing like the back fists and the kicks yeah. and i'm like you're so good yeah where have you been for so long mm. um uh, she managed to eventually in this match get in the lock, but there's a distraction. Yeah. Crazy how that works. Uh, where Bailey came in and caused the distraction from the referee, so they didn't see uh, EO Sky okay. tapping out. Um, Bianca then, even the odds with Bailey, they brawled, got up onto a little podium that was there. Don't know why it was there. Don't uh, question it. was Don't so funny it. Uh,
3: when, when, uh, when I watched this, uh, the, the table was there, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, someone's going through that or something nearby. Yep. It's like when we know something is not normally there. Something is about to happen. It was yep. very telegraphed. Did it work for
2: me? Yes, it Absolutely. did. Absolutely. It was great. I did a huge Bailey's belly off this podium through tables on the Loved outside. Loved it. it. was Loved great. It. That was a really fun little spot. Uh, so technically not a distraction finish. Because it didn't work. Because it wasn't the finish. But I'm going to count it anyway. I counted it. Um, uh, so then kind of back in the ring, the baby faces kind of get their stuff together. They managed to hit a twisted bliss and they win. Mm. bliss and asuka are your new women's tag team champions i was genuinely shocked by this title change very fun match as well i yeah, thought
3: i actually thought you were talking about uh best we've seen from uh asuka for a while mm. i also thought it was the best we've seen from alexa i thought alexa yeah. was really going for it she was really uh you know she, she had a something disconnected on her face i don't yes. think she can, she's emotionally or mentally checked in as mm. much as she could be but i think in the ring she was delivering i think given i don't know what it is for Alexa that's making her check out a little bit. I, I don't know anything that's going on. I know she had that interview recently where she, we spoke about it last week where she talked about uh, it can be very personal. Uh, but she's I've always thought, right from her NXT days with uh, Murphy and... Who was the other one? Blake. Blake. Um, I always thought she was uh, an incredible character mm. actor. I thought she yes. did really well. It's weird for me and unsettling for me as a big Alexa fan, and I am a big Alexa fan, to see her look not there to Mm -hmm. see her look emotionally distracted to see her look tired i loved seeing her work Mm -hmm. i loved seeing her go for it physically i just hope that this is something that then gives her something to sink her teeth into uh is is you know i I hope she's being looked after yes because there's something felt off for me there yeah but uh yeah great great i thought uh, oh dakota can be a bit baggy sometimes i think she's got such a slender frame Mm -hmm. that um sometimes and she's so tall that sometimes it can feel a bit like um a puppet like it's a bit wild those it's kicks. a wacky waving inflatable on flailing tube a bit exactly that like yeah. it's a little bit like she'll go for a kick and it doesn't quite land but because she's so tall and slender it, it, it looks more obvious than it does for other people mm. um so i think if she can tighten that up because when she does connect it looks tasty mm. and i do think she's great um it was a good match it was a good match i just was really surprised about the title change and it did feel backwards it's it, yet more of this weird for ah, for all of them, this weird like, you know, storyline is being all over the place. I don't know now what happens at, uh, at Crown Jewel. Do we? I, do we I assume Bain Bailey's going to win. You, well, why? Because because Bailey, fi- because Bailey should have won at Elimination
1: rules, Extreme Rules. <laughs> elimination
3: one. Rules, yeah. And then the tag team titles come back, and this then Crown Jewel is where Bianca gets it back, and the heels are defeated and they go away. It's all done
2: in a weird order, and I it's don't understand so the cohesion. It's very I, odd. I purely think that Bailey's going to win because this is now thrown off the idea. It's the reverse psychology. It's the damage controller weakened, so oh, Bianca's going to win. But actually, Bailey's going to win.
3: There's something to be said for for clear direction psychology. Reverse mm. psychology is not the one yeah. i think it's it's the i've said this before so sorry for repeating myself but it's the george R R martin line of if you've written your story and you've planted that the butler did it and then at the last minute you say the chambermaid did it just because you fancy surprising people mm-hmm. your audience are going to be a bit bothered because yep. they've been telegraphed and they like to see a th- they like to see a thing through to conclusion
2: yeah uh that's, do it then. that that's that do it in the order and, stop trying to do it for the sake of surprise and this is why i personally take issue when people being like this online is so predictable it's like that doesn't mean it's bad predictable can be good because you know where it's going and you want to see a thing happen yeah and then that thing happens and you get the 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 setup and the payoff of what you're expecting it's catharsis that's what catharsis is exactly yeah. yes um whereas yeah this just feels like i don't know what direction we're going mm. at this point so and it's frustrating it's because they're all
3: they're all great I think the problem is this story has sort of a little bit diminished all six of them. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's frustrating point. to me. Yeah. It's like, it's not, it, Bianca, there's a, there's, a, there's an ultra chat we're going to get to that I've read in a second that I kind of agree with. Bianca is, is there. Alexa and Asuka are there. Mm-hmm. They are and friends. Yeah. Even now with the belts on them, maybe they'll go somewhere. Maybe they'll end up with a story between the two of them. I don't know. But they are currently just there and damage control are so back and forth and so up and down that the the energy and the momentum that they came in with the fire that they came in with the idea that bailey yeah is the warning i've got that pin over them that when they Mm -hmm. when they won at clash i was like wow here we go they're all just sort of there no one has been furthered by this story Mm -hmm. and i think after all the energy and time they put into it that is a shame
2: yes exactly they had a lot of momentum when they first came in, yeah. And it feels like they haven't anymore. Yeah, and that's a lot. Weird. A lot of it's been squandered. Yeah, uh, which is a shame. Uh, let's get into the last of your ultra chats here. Last chance to get those in at wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Uh, send those in all the ones that are five US bucks and up. We're going to read last chance to get those in. BM Whitehouse 76 said, Is Bianca Belair slowly approaching Charlotte levels of booked too strong? She's been the same character ever since she won the Rumble two years ago and feels stale to me. How much longer can she stay like this until people notice and turn on her? I've already started to turn
3: on her, um, and it's not, uh, it's not about her, it's more about. I find that weird AR lip thing really annoying. Oh, it's I bad! Find yeah. I just hate it. Yeah, I I find I'm not invested. Mm. I'm not. I don't. It's this thing of she. She is great. Don't get me wrong. Her match with Sasha. Oh, I showed it to my my girlfriend the other day because she's not a wrestling fan, but mm-hmm. I wanted to show her this particular moment, that the, the whip crack. Oh. Um, because it was just and 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 then how much it meant to people in the crowd and how yeah. much it meant to the, to the two of them to mm-hmm. have delivered this incredible match. Yeah. Um I, I I think about uh I do think about that Royal Rumble showing. I think mm. I think about uh a lot of things with with Bianca, the the match with the with Becky mm. at WrestleMania that was very much the match of that night. Like I I I think Bianca is an incredible performer. Um there, these characters can run stale, especially if they're not. And and the the mic segments from the promo segments from Bianca have not lived up to it. They've just not been cohesive. That's what I mean by this storyline has sort of diminished her a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, she can be all too. I, I'm not worried about you in a numbers game because you've demonstrated to be on numerous occasions that you're fine. Um, what happens in this last month? match, I don't know. Maybe there is. A, where, where do you take the character though? Where mm-hmm. do you take it next? What yeah. what do you do with it? Is it that she's lacking a bit of bite? Is it that she's it, it the too strong thing is right. Is it too easy for Bianca? Is it mm. too easy?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I think it's it, it's a very very good point, and I think. I think the reason why Bianca has had probably more staying power as the same character than someone like Charlotte has, for example, before fans turning on her, is I think that her character's a bit more palatable and likable than Charlotte's because Charlotte's is very heelish. Like I'm the best. Everyone like me. And I, my surname is Flair. And my surname is Flair whereas bianca kind of has that charisma and that fun kind of like bouncy personality that a lot of people kind of like resonate with and like i think the package they showed it
3: was it might have been before it's during rules but the package they showed of her being uh uh this underdog who Mm. you know had the athletics career and and, and really had to work for everything she's got she's an incredibly likable person absolutely yeah she
2: really is and i I think that's why people are so willing to stick with her with this character but i do think there will come a point where people just go Can we see something new, please? It's the
3: new. See something new. Give me something new. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, Alpha Wolf said, "Just a quick thought for you both. Have you noticed that Uncle Howdy has the same Christian cross earring as Bo Dallas in the same ear too? Uh, Also, other than the Rollins match and tag match, Raw was a bit pants, wasn't it? Two out of five for me. Hey, someone agrees with me. That's crazy. (laughs) I found Um, the one person in the world that agrees with me. We we should. We should uh, arrange a playdate. We should. Yes. Um." Yeah, I saw that the Uncle Howdy character has the, has the, the cross-earing. I'm interested. Mm. I, I, that's said, it. I think that's it. There's not much you can say too much about the, yeah. the Bray stuff at the moment, other than I'm interested. I mean, it, I, I said on my SmackDown review, I'm a bit lost yeah. with all these cryptic promos. I don't really know what's happening, but we'll see what happens, I
3: guess. Mm. I think this is, the, this is the difference, the distinction between this and the, the Dexter stuff, as well, is another good example of, long. I believe they've got a plan, I, or at least I believe Bray's got a plan. Mm. This Uncle Howdy's going somewhere. Yeah, you know, and I'm and I'm and I'm excited to see where it's going to go.
2: Yeah. Uh, Tales P said, "Can we just fast forward to the Miz Maurice versus Index match already?" Seth was, excuse me, in his NXT outfit, at least according to 2K22. Excuse me again. <laughs> uh, I guess Asuka won't be the one to dethrone Mandy anymore. Uh, JBL needs to help Corbin stand tall again. Damage control failed all night. I mean, that's a great uh, rundown
3: of the whole thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't think Asuka will be the one to dethrone Mandy. No. Uh.
2: Uh, who is gonna dethrone Mandy who could possibly beat Mandy Rose I don't know Uh, Joe Strike said, uh, WWE loves moments and breaking the glass, Triple H on a mission to make his mark, Rhea getting involved physically with a man is the next step I wouldn't be surprised if they use the footage of Rhea lifting up Gallows to ask for permission to do it in Saudi, that's not a bad shout Um,
3: if any of my friends are watching (laughs) I'm about to pull something that I have meaned for a long time okay as someone who's been to the middle east uh-huh. um i went to um <laughs> i went to bahrain uh exclusively to be that person who can say i've been to the middle east okay yeah because basically i it was my friend went on a press trip and wanted to know if i wanted to come along and i was curious if i've never been to that part of the world and i wanted to know you know we have these preconceived ideas a lot of stuff was happening in the news about uh, that part of the world and I, I did my research and i wanted to go and find out and speak to people there and know what was going on we went during that first uh, Saudi show. I don't think it was Crown Jewel. It, I don't know. Well, what... the greatest Royal Rumble. Nope. It was the first one. No, uh, one of the early ones. I mean, the first time there was a women's match. It was Lacey Evans and Natalia, I think it was. I think that was Crown Jewel 2019. It, it was 2019 was when I went um crown jewel or super showdown one of the two one of the two names it was in it was a, it was that first time in 2019 that the women were wrestling and i spoke to women when i was there and i said this this is cool like because for me it was that thing of like you know it's a big deal um and uh, i was met with a lot of sort of like yeah now whether or not these people were people who cared about wrestling mm. whether or not these people were aware of what was going on because bahrain and saudi are joined by a causeway they they are uh, uh <laughs> Bahrain is where the Saudis go over weekend to get mm-hmm. drunk. Sure. Um, So it's very much shared culture and things like that So I was like, okay, this is a big deal Like you know, it, It's been presented to me as a, as a big deal How does mm-hmm. it feel? They didn't really sort of say anything So it does back into this idea For me, that these shows are less about uh, Breaking these glass ceilings As they are for patting themselves on the back For appearing to break these glass, glass ceilings this is a, an interesting uh argument you know here's the footage it's cool it sells maybe but i just think i wonder if that is a step too far for the regime in terms of what they are trying to promote in terms of uh women's rights yeah. i don't i and again i cannot stress enough i don't know i'm not asserting yeah. it's just my perception from reading the news from having mm-hmm. the least and um and like you know i don't know i'm curious
2: yeah me too. Um, we've got one from uh, Armageddon94. He's been a member for six months in a row. said, uh, I have to agree with Dan. I love all six of the women involved, but this feud has diminished them all.
3: I, I encourage you to use your old chats to agree with me.
2: Yeah. Uh, Liam Leonard's been a member for 15 months in a row. Uh, Gargano's promo is so confusing. Oh my God, I found another person that agrees with me. Uh, and I just hope it doesn't go to a court where Dexter is the judge. Wrestling can be strange sometimes. <laughs> jam that jam. Happy birthday, Pete. It's not my birthday. I was about to say, is it your birthday? Because are you aware of the meme? No. Oh, that everyone wishes me happy birthday on every day that isn't my birthday. Oh. Yeah. It's really annoying. <laughs> is it? oh, that, that must be <laughs> no, really bothersome. No, it's genuinely, it's very funny. There's a Twitter account that says, "Is it Pete Quinell's birthday?" Oh, brilliant! And every day they they say yes, except except, except for my birthday when they say, "Okay, guys, I have to admit, it's not it's Pete's not birthday. Pete's birthday." That's it's, very. good It was comedy. a punchline year in the making, and it was it was so worth strong it. Strong. Oh, strong. It was great. Um it's so weird as well because that exact joke of saying happy birthday on a day that isn't my birthday has happened twice with different people Mm. with no link between the two
3: do you remember when people used to um uh post on your facebook account without you knowing Mm. um my best use of that i've ever seen is someone uh went into my friend's facebook and changed their birthday to the next day (laughs) without them knowing and then they just got a bunch of happy birthday messages the next day and they were like what's happened i don't understand
2: very good very good use Mm, that's very good uh, we have a missed one from Saturday Show, it seems, uh, from Matthew Robinson that said, uh, I believe you need to do something with Karrion Cross quickly because I love his look and entrance, but I feel like soon people will start to not care. He's not someone who can have amazing matches to make up for it, so you need to shoot him to the moon.
3: It's not dissimilar to, to Bianca. Aesthetics and, and performance can only get you so far. Mm-hmm. You need to really get something people to buy. Yeah. Roman. I bought it. You know, it's a great example. People should look at Roman and what he's doing and that... Any prospective wrestler anywhere in the world should look at what Roman is doing and aspire to be that.
2: Mm. Mm. Uh, and also we have Ben Allison, who's a new member. Thank you so much. Uh, really do appreciate it. Uh, I think that is it for all the Ultra Chats and the Memberg ships. So that is going to be it for the show. Thank you so much, everyone, for coming out to the show. Thanks for being patient with me and not jumping to conclusions over any of my opinions. Uh, and I hope you listened to the criticisms that we had and formed your own opinion out of that. Isn't it nice when everyone gets along? Uh, thanks, Dan. That's a very centrist good thing joining. Of you to say. It's so centrist. Um, thanks for joining us, Dan. And thank you guys for watching. Uh, uh, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Like, because we've got a crown jewel this weekend. Uh, so we're going to have live reactions to that. We're going to have a podcast review the next subscribe day. subscribe button. Luke was playing with it. Yeah, look at there you. There it go. is. Yeah. I almost forgot to do that on Saturday as well. So there you go. Um, but yeah, do do that. Subscribe, like, enable notifications. All that good stuff watch out for the content coming soon and try not to be too offended by my mustache. It won't be here for long because I need to grow my beard back very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, gang. Jam that jam, I guess. Bye. Bye.
0: only from rustolium